Hi, I'm George Stalker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending February 6th, 2021. There were no releases of note this week, but several updates in the .NET area that are useful, especially around Windows UI. Let's get to it. Microsoft open-sourced the storage engine that powers Exchange Server, Office 365, and parts of Windows. Now, what they open-source is called the Extensible Storage Engine, or ESE for short, and it's been a foundational part of Windows since Windows NT 3.51. This is cool, and I'm still holding out hope for IIS to be open-sourced, so I can finally figure out that 10-year-old IIS bug. The Windows UI Library Roadmap has been updated. WinUI 3 looks like the model that unifies all the various ways of creating user interfaces on Windows, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Currently, it reminds me of back in the day before .NET Core, the DNX project. Now, as this stuff solidifies, hopefully, much like .NET Core, the picture will become clear. As for the updates, UWP support is slated for post-May, and multi-window support has been delayed. Special thanks go out to at.morton for the info. Brent Ozar sits down to talk with Forrest Brazell about the future of SQL Server. According to Brent, DBAs are safe, at least for the next 10 years. Microsoft Ignite is free, and it's happening from March 2nd to the 4th, 2021. Did I mention it's free? Microsoft's Political Action Committee, PAC, is announcing that it's suspending contributions for the 2022 election cycle to all members of Congress who voted to object to the certification of electors. It's important to know that they aren't actually ending support, only delaying it, presumably until the furor over the January 6th insurrection blows over. There's updated documentation out about gRPC in .NET. Now, gRPC is an alternative to plain text JSON-based APIs, and it's a wire format. It could be for you if you write APIs and you want an efficient format. Rehan Saeed covers configuring OpenTelemetry. Now, OpenTelemetry helps you with tracing and logging for your .NET Core web applications. Azure Quantum is now in public preview, at least until someone observes it. All joking aside, quantum computing will either be the biggest snake oil sale of our lifetime or will literally remake the world of technology as we know it. At this point, though, you get a whole 11 qubits to play with. Not bytes. Bits. 11 quantum bits. Don't spend it all in one place. Mark Seaman shares his lessons learned about trying to put ASP.NET Web API controllers under test. As he talks about in his blog post, unit testing controllers is a bad idea, and Mark goes through how to use an HTTP client to test them. It is a step up from unit tests, even if it is heavier weight. The Xamarin Community Toolkit now supports native pop-up controls. This is cool because this was a community contribution that added support for the native controls themselves. The ASP.NET Core team is disabling the GitHub's discussions feature. Now, it makes sense 
that as we found out last week, the .NET team can't handle the size of their backlog. So there's no way they can handle that plus discussions. And there's a video out on the .NET show about building, in quotes, real applications with Orleans in .NET. Orleans is a framework for building distributed applications in .NET, commonly known as microservices. And this video, hopefully, clears up why Orleans exists. In the jobs category, DuckDuckGo is hiring .NET Windows desktop developers. If you know WPF and you have a hankering for a remote job, check them out. Microsoft is hiring a principal software engineer in their Windows Developers and Experiences team. Apparently, it's not a .NET role, though. It's rather a C++ or Java role. And that's it for what happened last week in .NET. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. If you want to learn more, go to www.doubleyourproductivity.io and reach out. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.